Well, good morning, everybody. Good afternoon, depending on where you are in the country today. Welcome to the Sunday Night Sports Guys podcast. Back for another day. It is the day after Stanley Cup. Game 7 in Boston, Massachusetts, TD Bank Garden. And if you are a Boston Bruins fan, which I am, you did not wake up with a very good taste in your mouth this morning. They did not win Game 7. They choked in Game 7, and I know that I'm going to come under critique for that, already have, but hear me out. Yes, I understand the point of choking is when you have the lead and then you, you, you cough it up and you lose the game. But there's choking in other ways as well. You play all season in the National Hockey League, or in any sport for that matter, to get home ice to get home field, home court, whatever the case might be. And yet, again, the Boston Bruins were not able to take advantage of that situation. They came out, they dominated, and yes, a lot of credit has to be given. We shouldn't go completely one way with the whole uh, choke job. Bennington was spectacular last night. He came up huge when he needed to for the St. Louis Blues, definitely early on when Boston was putting a tremendous amount of pressure. I think at one point the shots on goal were like 7, 8, 9 to 1, something like that. Uh, it wasn't until they got into the third period that they finally got 20 shots on uh, Tuka Rask. But uh, Bennington came up huge early, and I think also when it was 2 to nothing in the third period, he made a substantial save, I think was in around the 13-minute mark or something like that, that had Boston been able to score there, uh, it would have made for an interesting, you know, last half of that period. But the thing is, Boston has to find a way. That's what you, you play to get home ice for, is that you utilize the crowd to your advantage. And I'm beginning to wonder, and I haven't looked over a lot of uh, statistics. I was just briefly looking at the Bruins yesterday in terms of their lifetime uh, game sevens and things like that. And you know what? The home ice really, it's not as big a deal as you would think. I don't think uh, home ice is, is always the big thing in hockey because hockey is one of those sports where it, it It's customs, it's traditions. Even the people who play the game are so much different than other athletes. Hockey players are a very unique bunch. I I have to give them credit. I have to tip my cap finally to them. Not that I didn't know it. I guess I just like being argumentative in a lot of ways, just for the heck of it for sports. But um, they just know how to, like, it seems like when you're, when they're, Good teams we're talking about. And when you get to this point and you're playing for the cup, this is where it gets, you're very good. And they just seem to, I mean, classic case was game six, Boston, back against the wall, on the road, hostile environment, and they play, they play well. This particular series, road team was, uh, was king. And so it was again last night with St. Louis. Uh, mind you, the ice was terrible last night. 
Um, I think that boded more in favor for St. Louis than it did for Boston because I, I still will come away from this saying Boston is far and away the more skilled team uh, than, than, uh, than, than St. Louis. But St. Louis is that north and south grinded out tight gang, and that's what usually wins you Stanley Cups, that and along with good goaltending. Tuca on the first goal really had no chance. I thought at first, when I first when I first saw it, like, why don't you have your stick down uh, between your legs, right? But as my son Ty pointed out to me, he said, I think, he said the way the shot was going, he was playing for that angle. And when I looked for the replay, I could see why his stick, where, why his stick went where it did to his right-hand side because he was looking to make that save and steer the puck over into the corner, as goaltenders tend to do in that scenario. Uh, the tip is what got through the, the five hole. So he really had no chance on that one. The second goal uh, most definitely was Marshawn's fault. He, where in the hell he thought he was going on that particular play, even though he was, he, he was gassed himself, you cannot leave the bench. I mean, that guy got around him. He had to have seen, I, I don't know how he didn't see uh, Peter Angelo coming in. I don't know. I'd have to look at the replay again, see where his head was, but he, Clearly didn't see him because he he lost the guy. He lost uh, Schwartz, was it? I think he lost Schwartz. But Sh- Schwartz was a bit wider. And I think in that particular case, like Tuca could play that one a bit better. Uh, could have played that angle easier. But Peter Angelo comes in. Beautiful pay- play and pass by uh, Schwartz. Tuca has to make that save. He's made that save before in these playoffs, and he didn't last night. And so I do fault him on that one, because in these kind of scenarios, these one-game playoffs, there is no room for error. Very, or I should say no room, there's very, very little room. And had that been maybe the first goal... It might not have been so bad, but at that point when it's one to nothing in a game that you know is going to be very tight, because all NHL game sevens tend to be very tight. I think they said the average average goals a game is four, something like that. Maybe the highest a team scores is four. So for me, I was I was I was spoofed right off the bat, I have to admit. CBC comes on there, Sportsnet, whatever the case. And I'm sure maybe even NBC had it. And they bring on the little girl there from St. Louis, Layla. And my goodness, uh, how, do you, how do you get, as a fan, get your game face on after watching her? I mean, was that not a very touching moment? Her mom recording the whole conversation... Uh, with her and uh, revealing to her the surprise that she could go to Boston and that her doctor, you know, gave permission that she would be okay uh, to take that flight. I mean, what what an amazing thing. And right, right off the bat, you try to get yourself back into it, and you do a bit. But seeing a story like that, it's like, wow. And it really does it not put life into perspective, right? Sports is sports. It is to entertain us. It is our way of those of us who once played sports competitively. Uh, it's how we kind of keep that competitive fire still going through the teams that we cheer, right? But um, 
but no, that was uh, that was an awesome awesome thing to see. Um, you know, the one thing as a fan, when you first get done watching your team lose in a scenario like that, get eliminated, especially when you're playing for the championship, you lose. There's, there, there's a difference between getting knocked out in a game seven of the first round. Yeah, you're upset. You you're a bit annoyed and pissed. It. It still doesn't have the same impact of when you lose a Game 7. I lost. We lost Game 7 as a New York Yankee, uh, playing the New York Yankees in 2003 in Yankee Stadium. That was a crusher. I think I was like five days before I could get back into a normal swing of things. It was terrible. We lost Game 7 to Philadelphia. Stanley Cup playoffs one year. After being up three games to nothing, that was a hard one to to get over as well. And of course, losing Game Seven in the 1986 World Series was terrible as well. So we've had our fair share of those tough losses in Boston. But here's the thing about sports, and here's the thing that uh, if you're a civilized fan, which I like to think that I am, yes, I like I like. Getting out in front, I like uh, creating a little animosity, I like creating a little shit, but it's to do with the sport. That's not who I am as a person. And and I say that to say this, is that fans, once they get over the initial, you know, being a bit annoyed, and I sat there and I watched the whole thing. I watched the whole presentation of the Stanley Cup, I watched the, you know, the various stories, and I mean, you, you hear of Joe uh, Jay Bowmeister, the defenseman for St. Louis, 1,160-odd games uh, getting his first Stanley Cup, right? And you see the stories of the parents coming on the ice and embracing their son and the stories of the commitment that it took to get them to that point in time. And you realize as a fan, you, that's when you wake up out of your, you know, out of your slumber or out of your uh, denial that you've lost and, and realize, you know what, there's... There's two teams out there, and there's good stories to be had on both sides. There really is, and, and you know, you hear of a guy like Bo Meester finally getting a, a Stanley Cup. How can you not be happy for a guy like that? If you understand hard work, and it just doesn't have to be hard work in sports, I mean hard work as you provide for your family, anything of that nature, uh, to become successful, you have to appreciate when somebody's awarded or finally hits the milestone of, of what they're trying to achieve. And, you know, that was the case, you know, last night. You watch a guy like Bennington. Uh, you watch, you know, even Craig Berube, who, by the way, just lives down the road from where I live here in Spruce Grove uh, in Callahoo, Alberta. I think about like a 20-minute drive. You could beat a Callahoo. He's from there. Um, never won a title as a coach. But hearing the way he talked, you know, about his players, you could tell that he really savored this cup victory. And I think a part of Craig Berube actually won that as a player in his mind, if you can understand what I'm saying. So there you go. The St. Louis Blues' first ever title. So as a Bruins fan, the day after... Yeah, you're a little bit bitter after the loss. You hate to lose. Never did like losing. But it but it happens. And so St. Louis is a worthy champion. They they deserve that cup 
full marks, no excuses. You know, you listen to the different, you know, Facebook group pages and stuff, and I'm in a few of them with Boston fans, and you know you can separate, you know good fans from bad fans. And what I mean by that, you know, fans that understand it and get it, and others who really don't. And you hate hearing things like, it was bought off, it was this, the refs cheated, and all this kind of stuff. No, 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 no. It is what it is. And here's another thing. We, you know, we're very quick to dump on the officiating when it's bad, especially when we get bad calls. Last night, the NHL and fans alike should be very proud of that officiating foursome last night. They did a great job. They did a hell of a job. They didn't become the storyline. You know, that's when you know good officiating has, a, has occurred, when you're not talking about it the next day. They did a great job. And as a fan, I appreciate that. I really do. One penalty, and that was an obvious, that, that's a no-brainer. It's just automatic. There's no judgment to that. Shot over the glass. Another time, Boston choked in that game. You knew you weren't going to get many power play chances. You had to make the best of it. Bergeron, Marchand, Pasternak, Krug. You didn't show up on that one. But props to the officiating. Great job. Moving on. Because now the hockey season is over. In terms of watching games and things. Up comes the NHL draft. Which should get interesting. And uh, I'm going to do my best to do a little bit of homework. For the upcoming draft. To see what that's going to be about. I have never done that really in the past. But uh, here at the Sunday Night Sports, guys, we are looking to stretch our horizons, if I might say so. And so we'll start to look at that and analyze it a bit over the next week. And uh, perhaps do a show or two on the draft and see what's going to happen. Some speculation of trades. The one thing about the NHL, the way the NHL season goes, is that a lot happens fast. Especially in the month of June. 1st of July is, is free agency, right? So it's an action-packed month, month and a half, at, that, the, uh, that the NHL is in the limelight, and then they kind of, you know, cease operation, so to speak, until late September, October. Tonight, in Golden State, the Toronto Raptors will attempt to create history as well, with not only their first NBA title, but becoming the first non-American team to win an NBA championship. Can they do it in Golden State? Charles Barkley, well-respected basketball guy, Hall of Famer, very good announcer. You have, to, you have to appreciate Charles Barkley and his honesty, straight to the point. Kind of the Don Cherry of, of hockey is a good analysis of Charles. Charles says they're going to win it tonight. And I was surprised what he said last night. If you, if you caught the hockey game after, uh, just before the game, when uh, Scott Oak was talking to, um, talking to Barkley and asking him who he thought was winning, he said, of course, well, I'm going to go with St. Louis and because uh, of Barube and his Philadelphia days, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, then they talked about the Raptors briefly, and he thought that the Raptors were going to win that in five. And he was almost right. He was almost right. Because you're, you know, 
those who say choke is when you have a lead and you give it up, well, then Toronto choked, right, the other night. He still thinks they're going to win tonight. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think we're going to a Game 7 in that as well on Sunday in Toronto. That, that Warrior team showed a lot the other night, right? They, they really did. Uh, on the road, and isn't it funny how road teams this year are just kicking it in the NBA and the NHL? NBA especially. Home court is, is, is even more sacred than maybe home field in baseball. It's been amazing. And yet in this series, Toronto is going to attempt to sweep the Golden State Warriors, the defending NBA champion Golden State Warriors, on their home court at Oracle. Can you imagine? I would never thought that the Toronto Raptors winning a title would come uh, in the form of winning three games in Golden State. I would never have saw that at all coming. It's possible. Of course it is. I don't think so, though. I really don't. I think this, uh, I think this Warrior team is a team of a lot of pride. Uh, I think there's, you know, that, that Clay Thompson guy, I'll tell you what, I've, I've heard his name in the past, but just never really knew much. Watching that guy, man, that's a real good basketball player. Really, really good player right there. And uh, he, he's lethal. He's lethal. Playing off of Curry. You know, Steph Curry. Amazing. Small guy like Curry. The career he's having. Ch- championships as well. All-star selections. Golden State, I don't think, is going to lose at home. I, I just don't think it's going to happen. Toronto can still win the title. They can win it Sunday night. I don't think they're going to do it tonight. I think, you know, home court eventually, unlike a home ice, will bode in your favor. And that's why I think Toronto is going to have uh, a good chance to win this because I think they're going to they're gonna realize what happened in that game. They lost in game five when they had a chance to close it out. And they're going to see, they're going to witness themselves, Golden State, showing them how you should close it out on home court, meaning winning another game to advance it tonight. I think Toronto will be ready for Game 7. I don't think they're going to be able to do it tonight. Uh, for Raptor fans' sake, I hope I'm wrong. But I don't know. I, I really don't know. I think I think there's, there's some uh, game left in that Golden State Warrior team. And uh, I think they're going to lay it all out there tonight. Because there's something to be said about, you know, don't, don't let the other team, you know, raise the title in your building, in your barn, right? Obviously, the Boston Bruins didn't listen to that notion last night. <laughs> Anyhow. Okay, gang. Hope you had a good day today. Hope you're having a great day today. Beautiful outside. Nice, cool breeze. Good day for a walk. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow to see how Game 6 of the NBA Finals went. And to uh, perhaps start discussing some other things. So, everybody have yourself a great and awesome day. Thanks so much for tuning in. Have a good one.